smell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Well, hello, Miss Conowin. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Tis Capricorn season. Tis. Or about to be. Yeah. And I'm saying tis because, of course, we're still in Yule. Sure. (laughs) And tis the season. Tis. Tis not Capricorn season yet. Tis the other season. But yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll stop. That's good. (laughs) Tis the time for the Capricorn season crossover. That's what Yule's all about, baby. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, hey, I have mixed feelings about Capricorns. My sister's a Capricorn. Is she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to My hear mother it. is a Capricorn. Let's get it. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all you Capricorns out there, I am sorry that I have a filter um, that I have to go through first to get to you, which is my mother. And then you are delightful, awesome, lovely, organized mm-hmm. people. Yes. Well, I don't know about that. Well, but I love my sister very much. <laughs> I don't know about organized. The tea is coming out. I love it. Let's get it. But it's their season and we get to celebrate them. Yes. Happy birthday, Capricorn. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Capricorn. Yes. Well, tell us all, Conowin, what should we what should we prepare for or be ready for this? Well, I'm gonna season. start off this episode with another trend we've been seeing. We had this for the last one, the last couple of ones, which is we have a huge lunar transit right before the season. <gasps> to preface us for the season so before we get into all things Capricorn and don't worry I think I'm gonna blow some minds with this episode because I have (gasps) I have some opinions about Capricorn too that I think need to be shared because I love you folks so much oh yeah so we're gonna get into that Uh, but before we do we're gonna talk about this full moon in Gemini which is at 12 degrees right before our switch this happens on December 18th at 8 36 p.m pacific time adjust for your time zone. And so this full moon gearing us up for this new season and not just this new season, this, this episode might get pretty, um, well, there's a lot of really big transits happening, okay. it's, but intense. Before you go there, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited to go there, I want to let everybody know that we're recording this and we are still in Scorpio season right now mm-hmm. because, because Conowin is about to have a baby. And so we are uploading we so so that she has time to get used to like baby new new schedules and new routines and rhythms. We're doing a lot of these really early. I think we're recording all the way through Aquarius season, right? Hoping Pisces, actually. <laughs> Hoping we'll Pisces. Hoping yeah. All Pisces. the way through Pisces. And also, Conowin is going to give us a big year-long thing to, to look for. And then she'll That's be back. That's going to be... Is that going to be its own big episode? That's going to be its own big episode. Yeah. So you, so we're going to have so much freaking fun with her. But please know that if we don't refer to something big that happened or refer to something, it's because it hasn't happened hasn't yet. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but but Conowin is still here to get you prepped. So just wanted to let everybody know that. And now, what is this full moon of what you speak? <laughs> What you speak? Well, Tell actually, us everything. We have a lot of lunar transits I'm going to cover, and so I actually want to talk a little bit about if you're if you're interested into this and you want to know more about the lunar transits. The moon, of course, is so important in witchcraft in in the craft mm-hmm. in our practice, and so really connecting with the moon. This is an easy way to do this. So I'm going to get into that a little bit, just so we can take each of these lunar transits and really make them resonate within ourselves and use them to best of our, our to the best of our ability. So. Uh, a full moon in Gemini, just talking facts, let's do, ex- like, okay, <laughs> I'm starting to, like, get tongue-tied, which is very Gemini of me, and I have a lot of Gemini in my chart, which is why I talk so fast, so oh, hope- wow. slow me down out there if, like, you need to when I go through all these transits, because I know I just go sometimes. Every uh, once in a while, I'll say breathe. Yeah. Here, I'm going to write it on a piece of paper and hold it up for you sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> my cue card, I need it. So, um, Gemini moon, let's... Let's talk exposing and illuminating both sides. Uh, Gemini is the twins, as we know. So there's a black and white, right and left uh, uh, nature to this sign. And a full moon there is going to probably expose us to whatever the other side is, that these people can be fantastic devil's advocates. And so 
whatever is the devil's advocate of what you're going through at this point in the full moon is something to be aware of. Taking those facts, those details, there's probably going to be a choice to make, a fork in the road. Again, think by bi- binary by. Um, I'm, now I'm like at a loss for words. <laughs> What's the word? I'm thinking bi- bisexual. That's duality. me. You know, like, yeah, duality. Oh. Thank you. Present and accounted for. What was that? I said present and accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> so, a du- yeah, again, like two paths, ways, two choices to make, two people. Um, you might find, again, just look for the dualities happening around the time of this full moon. Um, it could be personal. Mm. It could be also somebody else's choice that will be affecting you. So something happening to you. So just be aware that maybe it's not something that you're going through, but be aware of what other people are going through. Um, But no matter what, Gemini inspires us to be childlike and curious about the world. So um, if there's something that you feel like you're lacking and you need to know more about, this is a great time to do the research, to illuminate what is needed to be known so that way you can make a better better choice or a better direction forward. Um, Of course, a full moon is a time of manifestation, so you might see something, a choice that you made a while back manifest into something beautiful, um, hopefully, <laughs> or maybe just you might discover the consequences of that and have to go forward with that. So it's a big full moon. I wanted to talk a little bit, as I mentioned, how to really look at this in your own chart. So. If you get confused or if you're curious, get curious, right, about these transits, the best way to figure out how these moons are affecting you is to find out once once you know the sign of the moon, so we know it's a Gemini moon, figure out where that is in your chart and what house it rules. So we're going to use a couple examples between the three of us uh, just to sort of tap into that. So for me personally, um, my Gemini Gemini rules my third house. So for me, I'm looking at my communication. Um, I have a sibling that currently lives with me right now. So there might be a decision around her or something to do with her that is going to be illuminated and we need to move forward from a journey where we're going to go on. It could be my work as an editor creator because I'm very self-expressive. And so, you know, that, that arena of my life is getting illuminated, highlighted, and that will be what I'm called to work with. So let's talk about, let's talk about Corey. So Corey has the full moon happening in her eighth house, which is a very deep house. (laughs) And so this is the house of intimacy. It can be the house of endings. So really cause like deciding to make an ending. (laughs) I'm not going to get too deep. (laughs) I don't want to expose you. you, Right. (laughs) Ma'am, I did not come here to be roasted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's no roasting happening these these can be good endings again this can be like you got to make it what you want it but i think knowing where the arena is that this moon is playing out is really helpful because we can help shape the energy in the direction we want it to go mm-hmm. so girl it can be just getting rid of the stuff in your closet if you need to like purging is a great way to work with this house energy um again maybe it's i do i want to keep this do i want to keep that do i want to get rid of this uh that's a really simple way of using the energy or of course it can be a deep transformation a death of some sort but that's that's kind of what you're being called to do with this full moon so just be ready for that so that's the eighth house and then Detta, yours is in your seventh house so this is around business around partnership around relationship so again this might be a really great example of somebody making a choice that affects you and you having to deal with those consequences okay. it might be having to decide do I want to partner with you do I not want to partner with you this is kind of a choice that is not just affecting you but somebody else as well there's a relationship to this choice so that full moon might be illuminating things that you're like how am I navigating the relationships around me and what how do I want to go forward so again these are just three examples there's 12 houses in every chart and you can go find your chart online see where Gemini rules which which house your uh, Gemini rules in your chart and then go look up the meaning of that house and you'll see okay it's ruling my second house that's going to affect my money and my resources or it's ruling my 10th house that's the house of my career my job and what I want my mark to be on the world so can be a really great way of really connecting with these moons, especially if you're looking for magic to do around the moons. What do I want to do for this full moon? If you don't have any ideas, that would be a great place to start. So anyway, wow. wanted to start off the episode with some practical Capricorn down to earth advice <laughs> to get I this rolling. I love it. <laughs> Big fan. It's tangible. I can wrap my hands around it. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Wonderful. Wow. Cool. So let's get into Capricorns. So this season begins, of course, the holiday of Yule, which I'm sure you guys 
I know you've talked about on this podcast, as well as I'm sure you're going to talk about again and mention mm-hmm. when you, of course, yeah. right? True, true. <laughs> when Yule occurs at the solstice, that is the exact point when the sun moves into Capricorn. That is one of our cardinal directions or cardinal signs. So that's happening at 7.59 a.m. Pacific time on December 21st, adjust for your time zone. So Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which has been comfortably making its home up in Aquarius. It's going to be there for about two and a half years, and it's been there for um, almost a year now. In fact, it went back uh, last December in 2020 is when it entered uh, Aquarius. So, and that was that really incredible conjunction we had between Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. So he's been hanging out in Aquarius. He went retrograde, but he's finally moving direct and he's about to square Uranus, which is that big transit that we're going to get into a little bit later in this episode. Um, But before we do, I do want to, again, give some credit to my Capricorns here. Wish you a very happy birthday during your Capricorn season. (laughs) Happy birthday. Yes. And you've got a lot of friends in this sign during this month. We've got Mercury, Venus, and Pluto also in Capricorn, as well as a slew of other <laughs> placements and uh, asteroids happening. So there's there's a bit of a stellium going on. But nice. by the time um, we get to this point, the nodal axis will have shifted, which is a huge shift in consciousness to our fixed signs. So that is also at play here. But let's, let's talk about Capricorn for a second first. So Capricorn, we talked a little bit about this beautifully in the last episode where we were talking about the mountain goat and that energy. And yes, we we typically see Capricorn depicted as a mountain goat, but actually, traditionally, we also see it depicted as a sea goat, which you're probably wondering, what the heck is a sea goat? I am. <laughs> yeah. It's a sea goat. So a sea goat, typically, it's pictured with the, the front half of it being the goat and the bottom half of it being like the fin of a fish. <laughs> and so you're like, oh my gosh, what kind of alien crap is this? <laughs> the Capricorns, you throw I us for a loop. Kn- I need this in my life. It's very cool looking. <laughs> it's yeah, right? It's okay. So if you're familiar, you kind of know what I'm talking about. So this is what I love to pieces about this. Um, Capricorn energy is actually really about extremes. It is the the mountain goat that can climb to the very highest peaks, the tallest mountains, but it is also because it's a sea goat, because it's a fish, it swims to the deepest depths. It truly is a sign of like also expansion, kind of what we were talking about with Sag, but it's really traveling to the ends of the earth with ambition, with drive, with power, um, and with pure like endurance and motivation. This sign is not meant to be caged, not meant to be captured. It is a sign of freedom and it is willing to do the work to get there. Just keep mm. swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> like, this sign <laughs> is incredibly um strong-willed and and incredibly stubborn but to the point of they are able to master and and rise to the highest of places you see very very ambitious people with capricorn in their in their chart um and there's with the thing i want to really touch on with capricorn is because it's this sign that it's so capable it's so it does work so hard toward what it wants it can it's often known as you know a workaholic or just one of the hardworking signs um or uh, you know a sign that could be completely consumed by the nature of their work and they don't have time for personal relationships or relationship outside of what it is their ambition and drive is in that moment or in their life because of that uh patriarchy has kind of bastardized this sign we've we've taken the the whole notion of capricorn and really made it like the daddy (laughs) and we've made it like this insatiable drive toward you know making money and being successful and being at the top being the boss being the ceo but really this sign is not meant to be caged in such a way where its whole sole purpose is to work toward this success that we put out there and to slave away and waste its life quite frankly doing Mm. work to better society and not have a care in itself because it's too busy not taking a holiday not taking the sick time it needs and just slaving away in the office uh capricorn energy at its core is really it's kind of more like the energy of pan it's meant to be the god pan it's meant to throw you for a loop it's meant to you know catch you off guard it's meant to like go out there and and be extreme and fun and playful and it gets like again like bastardized or just confined into this all that energy all that extreme energy that you have you have to make it toward this one purpose and they're really good at doing that that's why they've become this this symbol of that but Truly, I think a lot of my Capricorns out there would probably benefit of knowing, I mean, that you get a bad rap sometimes. I know a lot of Capricorns get frustrated because it's like, 
they, they make me out to be this boring, hardworking sign. And I don't mm. resonate with that. And truly Capricorns are some of the funniest damn people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> they have a sense of humor that can be so dry and so honest and witty that it throws you off guard. And you're like, did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Capricorn cousin who I just adore. And she says things that I just completely throw me off. And for the longest time, I assumed that her, you know, her personality was like, one where she didn't really relate to people. She was kind of standoffish. But I realized Capricorns hold a lot of their deepest intimate feelings to themselves. It's dangerous to share those things. They get in the way of progress. They get in the way of their goal. They they keep that to themselves. But they are some of the deepest, most caring people. And it's really hard to tap into that. It's kind of like that Scorpio energy where that's really held deep within them. And they have these bigger than themselves ideas and goals that drive their life and again they're you can't stop a Capricorn like (laughs) they're gonna keep going Uh they're that cardinal energy that will go toward that so a lot of times feelings and emotions and and stuff can get in the way of that and they they won't even allow it they just go toward it but they are some of the the deepest like they care about tradition they care about family they care about values um, they are loyal like crazy. Oh my gosh! And they were—they res- expect a loyalty and respect in, deter- in return because they will work so hard for you, or at least they believe that they are working so hard for you to respect them, to see them, to understand them, and to help them get to where they want to go because they'll help you. So I, you know, and because because uh, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn again, there's this disciplined, reserved, serious nature to them that. I think it it gets misread a lot of the times because they have this incredible focus and this incredible drive toward what it is they're working hard for. Saturn is all about the working hard and the discipline it takes to reach a goal. But that doesn't mean that these people like hold any less fun and wit and and just like, you know, out of the blue, expansive joy, jumping outside of the box ideas inside of them. And sometimes they've been beaten down and told, we don't want to hear that. This is the path to success. And so keep that to yourself. Wow. So Capricorns out there, I, I feel you. <laughs> and I just want you to know, like, I think you're some of the most incredible people and you work so incredibly hard and, you know, letting your guard down a little bit just to have a little bit of fun can be scary. Um, but I think, you know, the world sees you as some of the most like unattainable like people in terms of how hard you can work and, or, or just sometimes just, it's really hard to connect to Capricorns because of the nature of who they are, but they're truly at heart. Some of the best people out there, um, when they're really given the, the space to be themselves and to feel vulnerable enough to share that emotion, to share that and to be safe enough. So yeah, <laughs> Capricorn, one of the most misunderstood signs. <laughs> Wow. That's that's an interesting that's an interesting take and perspective on Hello, you beautiful Capricorn. Super good insight. Yeah. 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 My mom is totally a workaholic. Making a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I see I see a lot of this, what you're saying in my mom. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think once we start to unpack that with our Capricorn friends, we see Mm -hmm. in our family, right? We start seeing, oh yeah, there, there it is. We, they care. They, they want to be involved. They, you know, there is a lightness to them, a fun to them. It's just, it manifests differently. It's going to throw you off a little bit and it's, it's okay. (laughs) You know, and don't take it so personally (laughs) because some of these people can be so practical and so honest and upfront with you, but it's usually in the spirit of making you better. You know, it, 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 there can be a judgment to it mm. for sure. I mean, Capricorn, no matter what, knows how to knows how to determine quality. Um, they understand like this. This took time and effort and work to make, and this did not. And so <laughs> they'll see it in you too, and they'll call it out if they're not getting what they want, especially. But again, it's in the spirit of making you better and making you grow better. And you know, they they can be as ambitious as you know as ever, but that doesn't mean that they're going to push you down necessarily to um to get there in fact i think a lot of the time our our patriarchal values kind of put that position on them and say like oh they're willing to climb over everybody to get to the top i don't think that's necessarily true you know it's just do they feel safe enough to share how much they care you know and and Mm. allowing that space for them is really important so wow just dropping some truths about capricorn what can i say i like it no i like it it's good and as always, I'd love to hear, like, I mean, contact obviously Dunn and Corey, but like, if this resonates with you as a Capricorn, like, I love, I love pulling the veil back a little bit with these signs. And so like, I would hope, you know, I, I, I really try to see the light in Capricorn and, 
you know, I want you guys to feel appreciated out there. So, And Conowin's contact info is always in our show notes. So please feel free to reach out to her. She's there for you. Indeed. Talking a little bit about the Capricorn ruler of Saturn being an Aquarius. I actually have Saturn and Aquarius in my chart. So I'm going through what's called a Saturn return. Hello, baby. <laughs> that is what that transit is really <laughs> manifesting. That That's not for everyone. Saturn return does not mean you're having a child, but it can mean that. That's that's a big thing. Um, but a lot of the folks right now who are 28, 29, 30, 31, we're going through a Saturn yeah. return. I feel you. I'm there with you. So can mm-hmm. I ask a question? I keep thinking that my 54th year is my Saturn return. That, that is, is correct. correct right? But you're saying it's flexible. So it's, it's not necessarily flexible. Oh. It's because it's where the Saturn is in its rotation. So Saturn makes a rotation Got every it. 29-ish or so years. So you'll get multiple if you're lucky in your okay. lifetime. And so you'll have that over yeah. and over again, right? Whereas like some of the outer planets will never see that, you know, we'll never see Pluto come around and be right where it was when we were born because oh. it has a 250-year rotation. So if it's every 29 years, that's 58, not 54. That depends on where math, right? And it is elliptical, so sometimes that can change a little bit. So I would, I, I mean, that, that would be something I'd want to check in your chart and see how close you are. You can also start feeling the effects of a okay, Saturn totally return. totally derailed us. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> but you can start feeling the effects of a Saturn return very early. A lot of times the signs show up. Other transits will lead up to those um, yeah. giant transits. And so they kind of give you like a preface. So like there's there's a lunar return that happens um, in the progress chart right before the Saturn return. And so like uh, your first wow. one. So when mine happened, it was literally me deciding, I think I actually do want to have kids. And then like, yeah. <gasps> wow. I was just going to ask, how did it affect you? Exactly. That's how it affected yeah. you. And then here we wow. are. And like, I'm literally having a, ch- like my child is due on my Saturn return, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. crap. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that serendipity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. You can, you can go back to what oh, you Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you're side, that age right view. now going through that, I feel you. It's a hard transit to get through. Um, Saturn mm. is not about making it easy. He's he's the guy that hands you the 50-page contract in fine print and says, read this and sign it and do what you promised or else. <laughs> so, But if you do it, wow. you get all the rewards listed in the uh, thing. So, you know, it it's a lot of work with Saturn. He's, he's no easy he's not cake <laughs> not that <laughs> at all so you know again I'm I'm in for it with this kid but we're excited it's a good thing we're really excited so um good luck to wow. you all out there going through your Saturn returns whether you're that age range that I mentioned or you're going through your second or even your third uh, <laughs> like best of luck to wow. you so Saturn return being in Aquarius right now Saturn in Aquarius right now this is really the energy of Saturn being in this sign of humanity, of a greater collective, um, he is really telling us to practice, to make routine, to be disciplined, but in a way that allows us, the Aquarian spirit, to be free, which I think is really a cool conundrum of two energies together. But just the idea that building your own self-discipline, building your own practice sets you free from an authority outside of yourself. You become your own authority. You become what it is you want to do by building toward, you know, step by step again, like toward that thing that you're hoping for. And it is bigger than yourself. It's bigger than just, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 about building toward what it is that makes your life meaningful. And in the Aquarian spirit, it's about what makes it uniquely yours. So again, becoming your own authority yeah. and building that practice and that discipline. So that's our big lesson for those of us with Saturn and Aquarius. And I'm one of those people I was born, I was like, routine is lame. I will never have the same day twice I'm never gonna do this nay nay and I have learned over the years you know some some maybe like a schedule might be helpful <laughs> to get what I want to get done what? So, yeah what? <laughs> I wonder if this is happening for a lot of people because I have felt that for the first time like this started this was my November mm. 4th I woke up that day and I was looking for November 4th for some sign because of your one of your Scorpio season episode. And and I just woke up and went, huh, 
routine might not be that bad. And I, and I've actually been able knock on wood for you know, twenty days. To twenty days to is a lot of days. Hey, you're like you're halfway to making it a habit. You're you're getting there. Yeah. I mean, and actually, that's such a beautiful example. I mean, because not just our, our the people going through that that have Saturn in Aquarius in their chart. This is the collective Saturn in Aquarius. So this idea of building your okay. personal practice, okay. building your personal discipline toward a better future is something we're all kind of feeling right now. Um, but again, with that Aquarian unique, fantastic out of the box flair, right? It's not meant to look like how mm. it does on paper or. You can't look it up on Pinterest and be like, this is going to work for me. It's about building it yourself. So, yeah, wow. something to be aware of. I mean, as you're going toward these Capricornian goals for the future, this is why New Year's resolutions are like a thing during Capricorn season, right? We have <laughs> these resolutions and these things that we want to do. That It's about doing it in your way. It's not going to look black and white. It's not going to look just necessarily how the rest of the world looks. If, it's, if Saturn's in Aquarius, he's saying, just do a routine you <laughs> can make it worse but like try to be disciplined about it so um let's talk about the fixed signs really quick so those are going to be my tauruses my leos my scorpios and my aquarians speaking of What's aquarius up? yeah we have this really big transit as i've been talking about all year the saturn uranus uh, square happening, which is happening on Christmas Eve Eve. So December 23rd of uh, this month. So yeah. we're happening really at the top of Capricorn season. But right before that happens, we have another major shift. So the nodal axis, the North Node and the South Node, they move backwards through the Zodiac and they've been in Sagittarius and Gemini for the last year, which means that my mutable signs, so my Virgos, my Pisces, my Sagittarians, my Geminis, Y'all have had a year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can attest to that. Right. It's been probably a lot of changes, a lot of evolution on your part, a lot of having to deal with tough consequences or just things that you didn't expect and moving you toward growing you, shaping you toward this next phase. Now, with this Saturn Uranus square, the fixed signs have been sort of building toward this shift like a little more timidly. Our fixed signs are some of our most reliable, stable people. But because of that, they don't want to change. They're not ready. So it's taken all year, all these three times that we've had this square happen for you guys to be like, mm, maybe it's time for a shift in my life. <laughs> and truthfully, like personally, this is my own personal prediction, but you know, you can quote me if I'm wrong later, that's fine. But I see this nodal axis is going to be moving into Taurus and Scorpio as the consequences of, okay, fixed signs, you've made this decision to move forward. And now these consequences are going to happen over the next year. So like I said, if you're a Leo, if you're a Taurus, if you're an Aquarius, if you're a Scorpio, there's a big fundamental change happening. And I think that this Saturn Uranus square for you might be just the beginning of a whole new evolution, which is exciting, but it does mean there's a lot happening. Now, again, if you are somebody who doesn't feel maybe, okay, I'm a Sagittarius, but I don't feel like I've had that big of a year. 2020 for me was actually a lot harder. It's important to keep in mind that, you know, just looking at your sun sign is only one aspect of your chart. There are thousands of aspects in the chart so you may actually have more of one of the other perhaps the last two years really didn't affect you very much then newsflash this year is going to be the year because we move through Ooh. cardinal mutable and then fixed signs so depending on where a lot of your energy for me personally a lot of my energy was immutable so that was this year even though i'm a leo a fixed sign so I've had a really, really crazy year, right? Although then again, having a kid might totally change that in the next year. Maybe maybe I'm kidding myself. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> but for sure, like taking into account all of the energy of the chart is really important. But if you do feel like you're on the precipice of this change, your soul is wanting to evolve and you're feeling like, okay, something's coming, that could very well be your story for the next year because that nodal axis shifting is very profound. It's going to have the North Node in Taurus for the next year, which is kind of giving us, we actually got a little bit of a glimpse of that at the full moon eclipse happening in November at that, that Taurus full moon. So we kind of get a glimpse into the future with that. And so if you've had, if you had future goals or things that popped up or like a job opportunity or something, that might be the direction it's going in. The North Node in Taurus is about simplifying, about cultivating what we what we care about, the earth, what we love, a care for the environment, whether that be your environment or the world or 
or just your backyard or, you know, whatever your, your mental environment that you're living in, surrounding yourself with things that you think are beautiful, whether that be positive, uplifting messages or just building a garden. It's, it's really sinking into that goddess energy of Taurus. It's about the hard work, but it's also about finding that comfort and that ease, that beauty around you. So that's kind of what we're all moving toward, which is a really beautiful thing. And in oh, return, wow. we need to let go of the south node, which is in Scorpio. And that's going to be the paranoia. Right, I know. <laughs> so that's letting go of paranoia, of the manipulation, of closing off our emotions. It's letting go of obsessiveness, of secrecy. I have a feeling we're probably in the next year, we're going to probably see a lot of secrets being exposed that affect us globally. And uh how can we use that information that we now have to build Ooh. a better environment, build a better world, right? So that's kind of what we're looking at for the nodal axis shifting, no less than, that's a huge that's shift. Gigantic. <laughs> oh, the secret thing makes me nervous, but everything else is very exciting. Tingles, yes. Yeah. Tingles. <laughs> Tingles. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, conspiracy theorists, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Line up, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, actually like, just yeah, said the right. words to Tammy this morning. I was talking about something, and and I was like, okay, my conspiracy theorist is about to come out, so hold on. <laughs> because we all have one, right? Don't oh, we, we all have do. them? Don't yes. we? We've all got them. I think we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. So it's about exposing that. I mean, you know, what, wow. what are the conspiracy theorists going to go toward if there are no more secrets? <laughs> wow. that's a, real, that's a really optimistic view on that though like <laughs> yeah that yeah i'd like yeah. to hold that but i never saw QAnon coming like never <laughs> in go. a million years did i see that and i would so please don't let there be something worse than that that could be gravitated <laughs> Indeed, because that's please. pretty bad <laughs> please anyway but again, it's moving toward the evolution of our society, of our yeah. world, into yeah. of our species, into that beautiful energy of Taurus. So I do see this as a good time. Yeah, I'm very hopeful. Is that I hope that's not naive. Um, I mean, I don't I wouldn't say that's naive. Again, living in that again, what what did we talk about the last episode? Cultivating what it is you want, going toward yeah. what you want. That is exactly what we should be doing. And this leads us beautifully into that final square of Saturn and Uranus because Uranus mm. is in Taurus. It's going to be there for a few more years. And this whole year has been this big shakedown between Saturn, which is the authority figure and discipline and that hard work, but it's also it can be oppressive, repressive, and it's in the sign of Aquarius. So the collective people, humanity, mm. and it's been coming up against and really in tension with Uranus, which is that explosive energy, right? That lightning in a bottle, that inspiration, that innovation in the sign of Taurus, which is earth, which is the goddess, which is cultivating beauty, right? And so God. how do those two things interact? I think we can probably all point to some examples in our own life where maybe that's happened. It can be something as simple. You can simplify it down to just old versus new, tradition versus innovation, right? Or rebellion, you know, in a lot of cases. Um, so wherever that has manifested in your life, if you've had to make a decision that has caused a major shift to move into a new place, that is where, really where I see the energy happening. Now, there's no winner here, right? I think that's something that a lot of people, they want to see Uranus and Taurus win or they want to see Saturn and Aquarius win. And there really isn't a winner. It's really what you decide. And I think we can take the best way for me, at least that I've been interpreting this is take the high side of all of the energies. So take the high side of Saturn, okay. that discipline, that hard work that gets you the reward, uh, building your own authority around yourself and take the high side of Uranus, which is innovation, inspiration and uh, thinking outside of the box and electricity and um technology for one mm. and how can we use both of those things in collaboration to go toward a better world for humanity right so for taking all four yeah. of those things and how can we find a better future again that collaborative spirit that the, really the north node and gemini over the last year has kind of shown us what to do how can we take all the sides together and collaborate it's not about right versus wrong it's not about who wins it's about you know, this square is causing us to act, to make a choice. So what is that choice? Hmm. Wow. Big stuff. <laughs> Deep it's stuff. Huge. And yeah, I don't want to get too much coming. into that, that square because I think at this point, by the time this episode goes out, a lot of people I think will have felt this in their life and have made decisions toward what is the future going to look like for me. So mm. at this point, this might be something that happens that 
solidifies that decision. It might be something that challenges that decision. You really need to like solidify it for yourself. But it's really important to remember, again, it doesn't have to be an either or. A square energy is meant to make us act. So how are you choosing to act in this? And that's kind of really what I want to touch on because this whole year has been a lesson in this in this energy. So wow. um, at this point, we've all been schooled and Saturn has not been kind. <laughs> Slapped us with the ruler many times. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then Uranus has, t- has given us the lightning to turn us into the tower card. So, you know, we've all felt it. We've all, I think all of us on some level have really felt the 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 difficulty of this year. And so I think being hopeful about the future and seeing this nodal access shift at this time is really indicative of we are moving toward a better world, toward a new world. Um, and how do we want to shape that is the question. So, wow. yeah, so Capricorn season. <laughs> you know what I find that. so interesting about that? We're moving towards a better world. And my idea of a better world and someone else's idea of a better world is completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to start to wonder are we somehow, some way, going to find a way to make both of those realities work in a way that actually serves Does and not serve oppresses? Humanity. Yeah. Because I, I think my biggest problem with, quote, the other side is that they want to oppress who I am. So I wonder if there's a way to, I, I wonder if that's the next evolutional leap of yeah. actually, you know what? You want to do that? Fine. I'll leave you alone. My law is off your body, whatever. And I'm going to live in a way that completely disagrees with you, but I'm not going to force it on anyone. I wonder if that is something that we can all come to. I don't know if that's, and that's a global, that's not on a personal level. On a personal level right now, I could talk for a very long time, but, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that would be very, you know, personal and all about me, which Sagittarians are very good at doing. (laughs) Very good. But I have to say, you just articulated that Saturn story so beautifully. Yes. Saturn is about oppression, repression, right? The idea of somebody else oppressing me, but then your response to it is in turn, I'm becoming my own authority. I'm taking control back. I am living for myself and I'm not oppressing others. So it's taking the higher side of Saturn. And that's why I don't think there's a winner. Like, uh, again, you know, the way you articulated that at first, it almost sounded like, oh, like you're on the Uranus and Taurus side, you know? (laughs) And I think we can kind of all find ourselves on both sides. But the way you, you took Saturn's story and you turned it to what is not the shadow, what is the light side of Saturn, what is the beneficial side of Saturn, and you said, I can make this work for me. That is how we move forward. It's not about who wins. It's about, you know, let's let's get rid of the crappy part of yeah. Uranus and about Saturn yeah. and make it work for us better and become our own authority. That's such a beautiful way that you articulated that. Uh, I have to say, I, I do think that is the that's the fight of my lifetime that, mm-hmm. that I have seen. How do we. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Um, I feel like I just got an A from the teacher, y'all. <laughs> you did. You got Thank a little you. gold star. Thank you. I got a gold I'm going to sure. use your school example for everybody else listening. Yes. Yeah. We were <laughs> literally just talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that before the episode started. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, you manifested y'all. it. There you How go. Fun. It's perfect. Wow. Wow, I'm very excited. We have another transit happening at the very, very end of December that I think is going to harken back to some of what we had happen earlier this year, but it's moving us forward in another dreamy, wonderful, positive new direction, which is that Jupiter will be in its last degrees of Aquarius and will finally, finally move into Pisces on December 28th. So that is, that's indicative of a time we had before. It actually moved back, it moved into Pisces back in May of 2021. And it was there until the end of, around the end of July, because it went retrograde. So it retrograded back into Aquarius, and now it's going to move forward into Pisces. And Jupiter loves being in Pisces, because Pisces is dreamy. Jupiter rules Pisces. It's the traditional ruler of Pisces. And it's expansive, and it's big. It's it's so much bigger than just the self, or even just the community. It's it's really the spiritual and the infinite. Pisces is the universe. It's extending out further than anyone can go. And Jupiter is right at home in all that expansiveness. He's like, I'm going to take up all the room here and I'm just going to dream big and dream loud. (laughs) And Pisces says, go for it. Would you say that falls into high magic? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think Pisces really is magic. It's spirituality. It's what we can't see, what we can't touch, what we okay. don't know and, and maneuvering and manipulating with that. But anything. Yeah. I, I put magic in the category of both Aquarius and Pisces, but Pisces is really like interacting with what we can't tangibly see in front yeah. of us. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential and excitement around that. There's also a lot of escapism with Pisces, right? We can we can literally just go off to the ends of the universe and mm-hmm. hang out there for a while in the dark and be like, nobody can touch me, right? We love our Pisces <laughs> folks. <laughs> so, but, uh, but Jupiter loves being in this dream world. And what's crazy about 2022, just as a note, is Jupiter and Neptune are going to be conjunct in Pisces. Neptune is the other ruler of Pisces. That makes sense. Now, last time we had both of them conjunct in the sign that they ruled together was back in the 1850s. So oh. it's been a while. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a long, that's like people aren't alive that experienced the last one. Correct. Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> and that's because Neptune moves so slowly. And actually, again, if you if you ever are interested, if you're a history buff like me, looking back at the 1850s, there are quite a lot of parallels to what we're going on right now. <laughs> so it's something to just be aware of. I know. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. Seeing, seeing those energies coming together in a sign of Pisces, what does that mean, right? Because mm-hmm. while Pisces is this expansive, dreamy, beautiful place, it can also be illusion, deception, right? And so that idea of the secrets coming out, I think, is really important. We're going to be we're seeing what has been unseen now with this transit. But to start off with, I think it's going to be a really beautiful dose of hope with this whole shift happening. So while it might feel a little chaotic, especially around Christmas time for you guys, around Yule time for you guys, um, around New Year's, you know, these decisions you're making, I think will be There'll be an undercurrent of this Jupiter and Pisces moving us forward on this on this flow, on this river, on this ocean of forward momentum. Uh, the last time we saw Jupiter go into Pisces back in May was actually when the CDC announced that the mask mandate was over, like that we didn't have to wear them anymore. And then sure enough, when it went retrograded back into Aquarius, that's when all the masks came back. So we may be seeing, if if folks out there are really hoping for the end of this thing, we may start seeing some movement forward, right? Um, But again, it's be careful not to be elusive, deceptive with yourself, right? Right. Do what makes you feel safe. So it's really important to remember, yes, while Jupiter is the optimist and he's going to be in this sign of there could be a better new world, we want to make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe through all of this. So just as a note out there. we can see that world. Yeah. Yeah. So that we can see that world. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That new world we're building together, right? So, but I do think that that will provide a current of hope for a lot of people as we start seeing more of a forward momentum. What what happens when we move past this phase of our society, of our life? And what's mm-hmm. next? What is next is the, really the question. So that kind of leads us beautifully into the new moon in Capricorn, which is going to be on January 2nd. So right after New Year's, wow. perfect time for all those resolutions. It's going to be at 12 degrees Capricorn. So look up where is 12 degrees, where's Capricorn in your chart. And there's the arena of your life that you can use this new moon if you're looking for ideas. It's going to happen at 1034 a.m. at Pacific time. And it's actually trying Uranus. So once again, we are bringing in that new world energy. This this New Year's resolution period for people, if that's something that you do, it can be so much bigger than just yourself. It's really, but it can also be about cultivating that beauty around yourself. You can make it about you. You can make it about the world. And trying Uranus, that, that brings in such a delicious, like, flowing energy toward inspiration and innovation and toward technology as well. I mean, any of you folks out there who are experimenting with technology or inventing something new or trying something new, this is a great time for that. So building your goals and your business off of that is exactly where the world is trying to push you toward. So it's listen to that cue for sure, because Uranus is there to help you. And it's expansive and it's like I said, full of ambitious new energy because we have a huge Capricorn stellium happening. But Mercury is, will have moved at that point into Aquarius. So Mercury loves being in Aquarius. So you're tapping into this really spicy Mercury. Our mind is just fast and fantastic and forward thinking. We've got Uranus and Taurus inspiring us to build beauty around us in the world. And we've got ambition galore. Yeah. I have a question. Um, You said... Now, I know what it meant, of course, but you said a word that I think would be probably beneficial for you to define if you can. Oh, of course. Uh, stellium? 
stellium thank you <laughs> yes i mean the astrobabble comes out no it's good <laughs> so a stellium is when we have no thank you because sometimes i forget that i use like the astrobabble <laughs> right so stellium is when we have more than three planets three or more planets in a sign so at that okay. point we're gonna have let's see we're gonna have we're gonna have the sun in capricorn we're gonna have venus in capricorn we're gonna have pluto in capricorn i think by that point we're gonna have juno in capricorn the moon's gonna be in capricorn that's a lot of capricorn energy so more than three signs. If you're somebody who's born with that, that's really important because you might be my sister, for example, she's a Sagittarius, but she's got a Capricorn stellium. So she actually comes off a lot more like a Capricorn than a, than a Sagittarius. Wow. So something to be aware of. And that's why it's so important to know your birth time and go look at your chart if you're interested in really making this resonate toward you, because wow. you'll be shocked at how much more energy is just there than your sun sign. And that's why I wanted to give the tool with the moon this time, because yeah. Again, these moons, you can make work for you in really specific ways, and you'll be shocked at how fantastically your magic manifests itself into something fantastic. So, Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Oh, no, way. thank you. I'm really glad you mentioned that. <laughs> and I wanted to just mention two last transits that are happening all the way in January really quick. Just to close off this crazy Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> series this whole month oh my goodness so mercury will be going into retrograde during this season it'll be oh. around january 15th so it goes through aquarius like i mentioned and then back into capricorn to meet up with venus and with pluto and with all the other planets so we won't see it go back for a little bit but it will have moved into aquarius and gone retrograde during this season so all my folks out there, you know what I've said about Mercury Retrograde. Back up mm -hmm. your stuff. Get your car fixed. Do all the things in advance. Keep an eye out for the signs, the people, the ghosts coming back to see you while that's like building up to that. And then re-energize, re-strategize, relax, rejuvenate, you know, the re-words. Yeah. <laughs> that's that time for Mercury. So really Rest. important to do that. Rest, relax, renew. Yes. Exactly. Refresh, recharge, yep. all the good yeah. things. And remember <laughs> that remember that you're probably going to feel like things need to be frantic because Mercury is at, at closest to Earth at that point. And he's saying, go, 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 go. And you don't want to do that. Tell Mercury to slow down. <laughs> you're going to read the whole darn contract first and get those <laughs> details before, you know, again, re rethink and, and re-evaluate and uh, reread for sure. Reread should be at the top of your list <laughs> for everything. Yeah. So, And then finally, we have this really juicy, lovely full moon in Cancer. I say juicy. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite the moon. <laughs> and that's going to be uh, in 27 degrees Cancer. So look where that is in your chart. If you want to know the arena of your life, that's in on January 17th at 3.48 p.m. Pacific time. This is a very deep full moon to round out this whole season. So we talked a lot about Capricorn energy. Cancer is the opposite of Capricorn. So this really, in modern terms, is representative of the divine feminine. So seeing this full moon, it is in opposition to Pluto. That is a deep full moon. That is something we're going to want to watch out for people trying to manipulate us. Those exposed secrets I was talking about were power plays, um, whether we're imposing them on others or others are imposing them on us. Tapping in internally to that divine feminine energy, right? What is, what is the journey within yourself that is bringing you strength and wisdom? That is the time to illuminate that for yourself and decide what it is you're going to do about it as you get, you know, confronted with a lot of these Plutonian aspects. Really, a lot of 2022, which we're going to get into, I guess, in our full episode, which I'm so excited for, so is about excited. Pluto energy. Pluto is a huge player. And I think this full moon is going to kind of be that first spotlight on here's the story of that in our personal mm -hmm. lives. So really big moon in Cancer. Um, on January 17th, but there's a gorgeous aspect with the nodes that day for the moon. So again, this is all for your own self-evolution, your own self-evolution. You're going to be forced with some tough decisions, but your decisions are going to pave the way for the future. So just be aware of those, those dark Plutonian things coming out, whether within yourself or within others, and make the choice to, to connect to that divine feminine and really soak in, you know, your internal strength because you have it, your internal wisdom. Connect back with your ancestors. It's a beautiful beautiful time to do any kind of ancestor work or just, you know, mm. sitting in the own beauty of your own self and your own energy and reminding yourself what it is you deserve and what you want. So Amazing. And that's the day before Mercury retrograde, right? Uh, two days is after. Two days after. Two days yes. after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wowzers. Wow. wow. 
And that's how we close that season. So Can you believe cool. that? <laughs> Let's close. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, Conwin. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Oh my gosh. I, I feel so lucky. I get so much out of recording these with you and learning all this, and it just gets me so jazzed and pumped. So thank you. It's pretty exciting to, especially since we're doing this in advance, to be like yeah. already kind of pl- already kind of planning. Yeah. Yeah. For stuff. Yeah. And your and your energy and your take on it. Conwin mm-hmm. is just like it's different I follow this book for years the planetary guides that kind of does what you're doing but never with this type of I've never felt this type of energy and interpretation from it and I just feel so blessed and I know our listeners are as well so thank yeah, you thank you no thank yeah you. I will say being no being thank, a witch. You. <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> you no thank you I will say I mean being being a witch I think really really connects me deeply to the energy of these planets because we're always looking on how to you know tap into our own power and to mm-hmm. tap into the the beautiful world that surrounds us and so many of the themes I think really speak to astrology and astrology speaks to that and so I try to come at it from this place of remembering I am the creator of my destiny and that I have power and that I need to use it responsibly. Um, I can I can tap into the energy of others and be empathetic and be helpful and be loving and kind, but that I can also set boundaries and protect myself. Mm-hmm. And so having that kind of, you know, self <laughs> strength, quite frankly, I think really brings um, a different flavor to astrology that I find only makes astrology more meaningful to me the deeper I go the more I'm just blown away by like how much it resonates and not just on a personal level but like on a historical level on a humanity level um heck on a universal level when you consider like you know what might else be out there and just the amount of innovation that people hold it it really just makes me appreciate humanity as a whole so much more and so Anybody out there who wants to go deeper into astrology to deepen your practice, I so recommend it. Find the masters. Like, that's what I I listen to every single day. I'm listening to people much smarter than me talk about this (laughs) (laughs) and learning from them and being open to that and hearing about all the different stories. This connects so deeply. So many of these planets especially connect so deeply to our archetypes and our gods and goddesses out there that, you know, we resonate with and we connect to and Again, it's about using that energy and reminding yourself that you truly have power and that you are magic. So, you know, <laughs> I can't speak enough about like how much the two really feed into each other. And um, I'm so happy and so blessed to be sharing it with you guys and everybody listening. Like, thank you. It really it brings me so much joy to do this. So thank you so, so much for having me. Well, Speaking of uh, having you back, we're going to be having the fancy whole year doodad coming up real soon. Bring your notebook. Um, bring your notebook. <laughs> It'll fall uh, pretty quickly on the heels of this episode. Yeah. We'll release it pretty close together. We'll be going straight into the new year after that. But until uh, until that episode, until next time, uh, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Rebel Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.